0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Seizing Adulthood with me, AD,
1: And me, Herwin. A
0: weekly podcast where we talk about our misadventures in adulthood so that you can learn from mistakes without having to make them. And we can tell you how not to adult. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in.
1: Hello, hello, and we're glad to be back.
0: Yes, so we have been missing in action since November Mm -hmm. because we have been traveling and only had a few weeks intervals for each destination. Yes. And with everything else happening, including work, therapy sessions, doctor's appointments, and of course, other life responsibilities, we couldn't really squeeze in the time to record and edit podcast episodes.
1: Yeah, we actually even did plan to bring our equipment and mic while traveling, but we just found ourselves sleeping after each tiring day of walking around and just exploring.
0: Right, and I think, well, it was really... Hmm. Let's be honest, harder and more stressful for you because you mm-hmm. had to take care of me during the whole trip.
1: Human crutch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Herwin, like in a video game, really did have a handicap mm-hmm. while we were traveling, especially during the first leg of our trip. So this mm-hmm. was back in November and I was in a wheelchair and I still couldn't walk properly without assistance or without a brace A big part of our luggage that was taking up space were my knee support and braces and medicine kits. And going up the stairs was killer. And the only, only, only thing that was easy for us was actually the immigration and all the other airport procedures since I was in the priority lane. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: That's true. And... Uh, I remember when we first left, it was APEC week. So we were always lining up in the APEC lane like the rest of the world leaders. Yeah, very
0: special. Wow, world leader type, (laughs) right? And if... You people are wondering why we still chose to travel despite the difficult situation. Mm -hmm. The reason is that we have already rebooked flights because of the accident. And although I was still in my recovery period, the range for the travel dates was about to end. So... We really had to leave or just waste a lot of money on the different flights we booked.
1: Yeah, that's why we really had to force ourselves to just go on these trips.
0: Yeah, so that explains why we have been MIA. (laughs) And
1: at least we are now confident to say that we are back. And that Mm -hmm. we will try our best to follow the regular weekly posting schedule we used to have. And really, it's been a while since since we've been doing this
0: yeah can you believe it we've uh we have three seasons already Mm mm-hmm with 15 to 16 episodes each. And a lot of things have happened since. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: since our last episode, we've traveled to different places. You celebrated your birthday. Christmas came. New Year came. My birthday came. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chinese New Year. And then Valentine's is coming up.
0: Yeah, to be honest, everything felt like a blur since September. Mm-hmm. Mm, that rhymes. <laughs> it feels like I haven't had the chance to process everything that has happened. Uh, post-accident, post-surgery, during recovery, blur. Everything feels like a blur. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But one thing I was sure of was that I was so glad that 2022 ended. Yes. So a little side story. We were in Kyoto when we welcomed the New Year. And actually, we were in Kyoto for quite a while, like 10 days, right? Mm -hmm. And it was just Herwin and me in the afternoon of New Year's Eve going around the area near our hotel, which was right next to Kyoto Tower. Mm -hmm. So... We watched the last sunset of the year, and I don't know, for some reason while I was watching the last sunset with Herwin, the last sunset of 2022, mm-hmm. I started crying. Oh, that's a strong! <laughs> like, not crying, crying hysterically, but silent tears came out naturally as I said goodbye to the most difficult year of my life. Yes. I don't know. That experience was so symbolic, and I guess I needed that to finally give myself closure and say goodbye to
1: 2022. Yes, and you were in Japan, so it was a very scenic sight, and <laughs> coolan na lang talaga yung insert song para maging anime feeling.
0: Yeah, she. main character moment. <laughs> but yeah, saying I had a bad year is an understatement. With me getting COVID twice, getting sick often, getting into an accident, you getting COVID, mm-hmm, <laughs> having mm-hmm. surgery after another with only two days apart, getting multiple panic and anxiety attacks, physical therapy scares, and then just when I thought we were on a vacation, a taco incident happens. I just never got a break last year. We never got we a break never last year.
1: got a break last year. And neither of us did, actually. But mostly you. <laughs> uh, the universe was cruel to us last year, but... You deserve more, and we'll get more, and I'm sure things will be better for you, for me, and for us this 2023. That rhymes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I believe so. And like what Kelly Clarkson said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. As cheesy as it may sound, that is fucking true.
1: Right. And, you know, I think the topic for this episode is such a good topic for our first episode this year since it tackles Putting oneself first. Mm -hmm. So, some people think they should always put others first. Because putting oneself first sounds selfish. But the truth is, it's not.
0: Right. Putting others first is a novel thing to do. But Mm -hmm. it's not always the correct approach to life. And sometimes, I guess, we also have to blame our very family-oriented culture as Filipinos. Mm -hmm. It has been instilled in us... Our whole lives that family is everything and that you do everything for family. Mm -hmm. Well, that may be true. The wholesomeness of it all can turn toxic when you do too much because we can't deny the reality that sometimes the people in our lives expect too much from us to the point that we forget to take care of ourselves or give ourselves what we need because we are too busy providing for other people.
1: Yes, and when we finally realize this, we then start making resolutions and promises to ourselves that eventually we fail to keep. So we just end up in the same cycle of not being able to fully take care of ourselves and give ourselves what we deserve.
0: Mm -hmm. When we make promises to ourselves, sometimes life gets in the way of us fulfilling them and we just start to slip despite our best intentions. Mm -hmm. The problem is that we often don't follow through and instead get distracted and then give up entirely.
1: So, what are the things we can do to avoid breaking promises we made to ourselves?
0: And how can we move beyond superficial promises that never see the light of day? For the veteran listeners, you know the drill. And for the new ones, welcome aboard! Join us for this episode as we talk about staying true to our word. And listen to us tell you
1: how not to break the promises you made to yourself.
0: Before anything else, like for any other episodes we've done, this is me again stating a disclaimer that we don't claim to be experts when it comes to any of the topics we're talking about. We are basically sharing our experiences so that others won't have Mm -hmm. to make the same mistakes we did and can actually learn from our encounters. Now that that's over, let's move on to the topic of breaking promises to ourselves. Mm. The truth is, at some point in our lives, we've all broken promises to ourselves And I guess I'm speaking for most people when I say that it doesn't feel like a big deal at all. Mm -hmm. After all, the only person you're letting down is, well, you, yourself. Yes. But failing to keep promises to yourself hurts your self-belief. And without noticing it, you're kind of getting used to letting yourself down. And the truth is, you are supposedly your most trusted ally. Mm -hmm. So you can't keep allowing yourself to doubt your ability to do things because... Well, that will create more problems.
1: So before we move on to the tips, let me ask you. What was a recent promise you made to yourself that you weren't able to keep?
0: Hmm. Uh, For me, well, this is very recent. It was me not waking up right away this morning Mm -hmm. when the alarm went off. Oh no. I promised myself (laughs) that I would start the day early and get stuff done. Instead, I hit the snooze button and slept for another hour. And that was it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So how about you? Uh,
1: Mine's simple. Uh, I told myself that I would immediately build the Kamen Rider figures I got when we got home from Japan. But it took me two weeks to finish all of them. Three weeks. Three weeks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you were able to work on them. We haven't even started working on the Gundam we got from Yokohama. Oh,
1: yun. Uh, Yeah, next weekend.
0: Right. (laughs)
1: Yeah, sure. Don't worry.
0: Next weekend ulit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Anyway, as you said earlier it might not be a big deal to not be able to do those things. Mm -hmm. But it does become problematic in the long run because it eventually becomes a habit. Yeah. To avoid letting yourself down, here is our first unsolicited advice for how not to break the promises you made to yourself. Tip number one, do not go big right away. Start small. For this tip, I think the most relatable one would be a New Year's resolution, wherein personal promises are made and some of them might just sound too good to be true. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, last year, we swore to buy a new PC.
0: Well, that happened.
1: Mm -hmm. And that in itself is too general. Uh, Instead, we should have phrased it as buying new parts to build a PC. Uh, we had to get the parts that we wanted one by one since we know that buying pre-made desktops is so expensive compared to building one for yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unless one doesn't care much for expenses, one can usually buy a pre-made desktop. But to us, it just isn't worth it as it's usually twice or thrice the value of everything.
0: Yeah, because one is paying for convenience.
1: Right, right. Uh, but in our case, we had to start small and build it piece by piece until we were able to build what we wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. So your example is coming from a materialistic perspective, yes, right? Yes, Because you talked about something like an actual thing you wanted to have. Yeah. So for my part, I kind of wanted to discuss the goal-making aspect of promising something to yourself. Mm-hmm. Personally, my experience with this would be about my road to recovery. For the benefit of the new listeners, let me just give a quick recap of what happened. So I got into an accident a few months ago, and it resulted to me having two knee surgeries and me eventually relearning how to walk again. Mm -hmm. So I promised myself I would be able to walk again in the span of a month. And of course, back then, I was full of adrenaline and lots of drugs were in my system, mainly Mm painkillers. And I guess I just wasn't thinking properly. But then when October came... I wasn't even able to walk yet, and the surgical wound hasn't even fully healed yet, and I was still stuck in an immobilizer. Yes. And that made me really, really sad. Sad because I felt that I failed myself and that my body failed me, and I was really mean to myself back then. Then I realized that I made such an unrealistic goal for myself that led to me disappointing myself further. Because medically speaking... I really couldn't walk yet, even if I wanted to. Practically speaking, when we make promises to ourselves, we have to make sure it's realistic and attainable. That's why it's really better to start small. Like the famous Milo ad, great things start from small beginnings. Mm, you can know? sing that. You can still sing
1: <laughs> right that. Things start from small things. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, make sure that the promises you make are bite-sized. Yeah. It never hurts to start small as long as you're working towards a bigger personal goal.
0: Yeah, because trying to do too much at once makes you way more likely to break your promises to yourself since expecting dramatic change is incredibly stressful. Mm -hmm. Focus on making small promises you know you can keep. This gives you something achievable to work toward without making you feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And the more you prove to yourself that you are as good as your word, the more confident you'll feel. And that's it for tip number one. Do not go big right away. Start small. Next is tip number two. Do not make vague promises. Be specific. So, in relation to tip number one, not only should you start small, but you should also be specific. Think of the promise you make to yourself like a smart goal, as in specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and Mm time-bound. Make sure it's something that's specific and actionable also. Instead of saying things like, this time I will make time for myself, or I will get in shape. Say something like, I will set aside a few minutes to half an hour daily to do something I enjoy or that I will spend 30 minutes to exercise twice a week. So that's very specific.
1: Mm -hmm. And this really goes hand in hand with tip number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go with losing weight. Uh, That in itself is too broad. Uh, you might need to be able to perform certain milestones before you can see actual results. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most probably, making a personal promise for one of these milestones can help one achieve the overall goal. Uh, For example, I will exercise for at least 30 minutes every day, or I will make sure that I am properly hydrated every day. And By constantly hitting these small milestones, it trains the mind to be aware of what needs to be done to finally reach the ultimate goal, Mm -hmm. Uh, establish a routine, then the routine becomes a habit.
0: Right. Yeah. It really helps to be specific with what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. You need to be clear on what you will and won't do. Mm -hmm. That way you know your boundaries and it will be easier to make plans. Yes. So I guess that's it for tip number two. Mm -hmm. Do not make vague promises. Be specific. Next is tip number three. Do not rely on willpower alone. Mm -hmm. They say keeping promises is fuel for willpower. The more promises you keep, the more willpower you can apply to other decisions. The thing is, there is no way for us to measure willpower. There's no way to know at the moment how much willpower we've burned up or how much willpower we have left. And when one relies on willpower alone to achieve promises, plans, and goals, it's not a matter of if you'll run out of gas. It is when. Which means you're pretty much guaranteed to stop short of your destination. Because again, there's no way for you to measure it.
1: Right. Uh, Having the willpower to do and complete something isn't always the end-all, be-all solution. Mm -hmm. Uh, One shouldn't rely on willpower alone to achieve goals. Uh, For example, whenever I start to like a game that I don't own... I always do my research and make sure it's something that I would not only enjoy but would also get my money's worth. Mm-hmm. I don't buy on Impulse simply because I like the game. I check reviews, check discounted prices, check gameplay, and a lot more things. There is a personal system that I put in place since I've bought a couple of things before that I didn't really enjoy and regret it in the end. This could also help when it comes to fulfilling any goals in particular. Uh, Personally, curating a series of tasks to help achieve a goal will always help out rather than just always pining over the goal without having any solid basis built around it.
0: Yeah, I guess what Herwin is trying to say here is that we can't rely on willpower alone to succeed and that we need reliable systems, right? Yeah. So anyone who knows me personally knows I have this habit of hobby hopping.
1: Hobby hop. Yeah, you.
0: (laughs) There, I said it. I said it. And they say that a jack of all trades is a master of none. Honestly, I can say that I'm good at a lot of things but not great at one thing. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's one way to say it. I'm great at being just good at doing a lot of things. Eh, That's a mouthful.
1: Well, no. (laughs) Uh I think there are a lot of things that you're great at doing. Thank Uh, you. After all, (laughs) hmm, positive reinforcement. Anyway, uh, your quote is actually incomplete. Uh, You mentioned how a jack-of-all-trades is a master of none. But the whole quote is... A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one.
0: Wow.
1: wow riding. <laughs> <laughs> riding <ba? laughs> Thanks nine. for the affirmation. <laughs> Ooh, love language kuyan. Mm-hmm. At love language modinian.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> hmm Well, I find my hobby skipping a bit or hobby hopping.
1: Hobby hopping, yeah.
0: A bit problematic. Because the problem is I'm a serial starter. You know, all excited and, enth- and enthusiastic at the beginning of a hobby. Then eventually, the novelty of something else draws me away, or I get bored, or I feel that things get repetitive. Or sometimes, I even start thinking about how I probably would never make anything of worth, even if I had the most amazing technical skills. Which always, always leads me to quit things. Mm-hmm. And of course, I get frustrated later on because I end up thinking that if I had stuck to doing that one thing, I'd be way better at it by now. And this is why one shouldn't rely on willpower alone. Because when you make promises to yourself, one day you'll say you'll do this and that. Yes, you may mean it at the moment, but because there is no system, you eventually end up dropping whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. And... If you are relying on nothing else but your willpower to make sure you keep your promises to yourself, you are setting yourself up for failure from the start. Mm -hmm. After all, there really is some truth to willpower being a finite resource. And do you have anything else to add? No, I'm good. So I guess that's it for Mm -hmm. tip number three. Do not rely on willpower alone. Moving on to tip number four. Do not entertain excuses. The thing with excuses is that when you entertain them and give in to them, it becomes a routine. And more often than not, a routine eventually becomes a habit. Then the habit becomes a part of your lifestyle.
1: Right. Uh, that's why at some point, one should develop self-awareness when it comes to making excuses. Uh, not just for, but to ourselves and our own goals. So a personal promise that I made last year was that I will do my best ...to make it a point to read every day. Uh, (laughs) During the first few months, I was often unable to do this. I found myself always caught up doing something else... ...or sometimes I would even give myself an excuse for not being able to do it... ...and then just justify that excuse with petty reasons... It got to a point when I realized that I wasn't able to fulfill the goal that I planned mainly because I always gave in to my excuses and I always found a way to not do it. To get around this, I promised myself to read for at least 30 minutes per day. I started with physical books and eventually found it difficult to track time since I don't usually write it down. (laughs) i don't write it down uh after finishing my first physical book last year i then switched to ebooks and that was when i found out that in ios the books app tracks the time spent reading and shows a streak for completing that daily goal i set my daily reading goal to 30 minutes and added a widget in my home ui to track my daily progress by the end of the year, I completed over 15 books with a 193-day reading streak. By having something to remind me of that goal, it was easier for me to not make excuses of any kind.
0: And I was a witness to all that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was the one with the goal to finish four to five books monthly. Mm-hmm. And Herwin was, of course, gaya Gaia as usual. Simpre. And said, I want to do that also. <laughs> but then, I only got to do that until, what, March? Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Herwin was actually the one who was able to come up with a system to track his reading progress and continue his reading streak. Yay. Wow!
1: Parang like mailo Great things start from small Stop. beginnings. Begins, beginnings. Beginnings. <laughs> anyway, uh, now that it's a proven method for me, I plan on exceeding uh, last year's streak. Uh, no more excuses this year, talaga. Uh, I realized that if we really pay attention to what we're doing, we can always tell when we are about to break a promise to ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know how in cartoons there is a devil on one side and an angel on the other? Uh, that actually happens in real life. There is usually this little voice in your head that starts to make excuses and argue in favor of why it's okay to break your promise and then... There's a part of yourself that also contradicts it.
0: Enter cognitive dissonance. I actually think most of us are guilty of giving in to a lot of the excuses we make for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And usually we justify them by telling ourselves that, Oh, I'm doing this at my own pace. Or, I'm just taking my time right now. I'll do it soon. Mm -hmm. But when you come to think of it, these are usually just you know reasons and excuses that make us feel better about having a goal that we haven't made much real progress on. Mm -hmm. I actually found myself doing that a lot, especially when I take online courses, because my excuse would be that I can always work on this later because the hours I won't dedicate today, I can always make up for tomorrow. So instead of tomorrow being just two hours, it'll turn into four hours because I didn't do it today. But then it came to a point when I kept saying that same excuse for a whole week, then I realized that I didn't get to work on any of my courses at all, and there was no progress for me for the whole week. Yeah,
1: master procrastinator.
0: Thank you. So,
1: masadung ginalingan. Wala tuloy
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, whenever you find yourself making excuses, call yourself out on your bullshit and come up with counter excuses. Do not let the other voice making up the excuses win. Mm-hmm. And that's it for tip number four. Do not entertain excuses. Moving on to our final tip, tip number five. Do not forget to create an environment for success. Everyone going through adulthood should know this by now. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Mm -hmm. If you're serious about uh, fulfilling promises you made to yourself, then one of the first steps is to know in black and white terms where you stand.
1: Right. Uh, You must create the right conditions for success. Mm -hmm. If you know there are possible distractions that can hinder you from achieving your goal, simply remove them. Yeah, You can also tell your friends, uh, family members, or significant other so that you can build a support system for yourself to help you fulfill your goals.
0: True. But the thing is, as humans, we are wired to prioritize instant gratification over long-term goals. Yes. This is why we sometimes fail at keeping promises since there's a logical part of our mind that tries to make us do what's best for us, yet... We also have this emotional part of our mind that wants an immediate reward, therefore creating this internal battle.
1: And that's why it's important for you to set yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't make a promise to yourself that you will lose weight if you keep on binge eating and buying unhealthy food.
0: Or you can say something like, "Manananalo ko sa lotto, pero di ka naman <laughs> mm, Yeah, yeah,
1: na yan. yeah na yan mismo. So you see, uh. One really has to learn personal accountability and become aware of the consequences or outcomes of one's actions. Uh-huh. Uh, this will help you develop a sense of ownership for the promises that you make. And if something goes wrong, you don't end up blaming anything or anyone for it. Yeah. Instead, you do your best to come up with newer and better plans to ensure that you push through with the completion of your goal.
0: Yeah, and aside from the obvious that you need to start keeping your promises, think of things that need to change to make that happen. Things like changing your environment, the type of promises you make, and the systems you use to follow through. This way, you can make promises to yourself that are easy to keep, And with high odds of success. Mm -hmm. Because, after all, promises are not just conditions of satisfaction one fulfills in the future, right? Yes. They are actually guarantees of integrity that we honor in the present. And if you have anything to add, yes or no. Great. (laughs) (laughs) thanks. And that's it for our final tip. Tip number five. (laughs) Do not forget to create an environment for success. Breaking promises to yourself has the same costs as breaking them to other people. Remember that. Except the person you trust less is, well, you. Mm -hmm. So remember that keeping your word to yourself is as important as keeping your word to your family, your friends, your partner, and even your
1: boss. Right. And before we end this episode, let us go through the tips mentioned earlier for how not to break the promises you made to yourself.
0: Tip number 1. Do not go big right away. Start small.
1: Tip number 2. Do not make vague promises. Be specific.
0: Tip number 3. Do not rely on willpower alone. Tip number 4.
1: Do not entertain excuses.
0: And finally, tip number 5. Do not forget to create an environment for success. Remember that you need to stop acting like taking care of yourself is a luxury that can wait. Mm -hmm. Start making the promises you made to yourself a priority and remember to value the commitments you make to yourself as this will boost your self-confidence and lead you to the life you want to live.
1: We do hope you learned something from this episode, and we do hope you stop flaking <laughs> on yourself.
0: Yeah. Join us again next week when we talk about
1: how not to be taken for granted.
0: Mm, juicy, mm. A less juicy. Mm-hmm. See you next week. AD out. Bye. Music by Joshua Benzon.
1: Produced by Herwindy, ADD, and Tacochi. <laughs>